This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to all you alpaca people. Thanks for being here, and if it's your first time, thanks for checking out the podcast. If you're a regular, you need to know, I so appreciate you keep turning up with your ears. It's good to know we're not on our own. That's one of the key reasons behind the podcast, actually. You knowing that you're not on your own. We're a widely dispersed community. After all, we can't all be grazing in the same field. You'll find alpaca people all over the world and some just down the road. I know we all have our alpaca antennae out, on alert at all times. But if you're feeling isolated, can I encourage you to find new ways to connect? It could be online in one of the Facebook groups, getting alongside some people that are local to you, getting along to a show, local or national, like the BAS show at the end of March in Telford in the UK. And there are also local groups for you to seek out. There's even a podcast for all things alpaca. You are not on your own. For many, keeping alpacas is a lifestyle choice and a foray into a more rural and slower-paced existence. For all of us, it introduces regular alpaca smiles into our lives. Whenever you get a chance, spend some time with an alpaca. With an alpaca business, sometimes you get lucky with positioning or timing and can make your alpaca business work smoothly and naturally with great rewards. For most of us mere mortals, we have to employ hard work, which is fine, as long as you know that's what you're signing up for. We've touched on some of these subjects before. I've included links in the show notes to those episodes. This morning, as I was feeding my group of girls, I was aware of how they were responding, mainly standing around watching. They were standing around watching because I was mucking out before feeding them. I usually do this. It seems like a good idea to clear the decks. And while they hold their ground, they do look at me slightly suspiciously when I have a brush in my hand. More so as I start moving the wheelbarrow. But many of them now allow me to sweep near their feet without flinching. And sometimes they're positively in the way. What's going on here is a balance between threat and treat. The alpacas want their food and know that it is coming, and so will tolerate a certain level of potential threat to be sure they do not miss out on their share of the food. Regularly, my alpaca's experience has been that I've provided the promised food much more often than fulfilling any threat they might have felt. What's your experience when you're around alpacas? Do they trust you? A simple example is that Moving steadily with purpose is better than creeping around and making sudden movements. Do they stand their ground watching you with interest? Or is that a hint of panic you see in their eyes? I know it depends on which alpaca we're talking about, but you get the principle. Do they know what you're doing? Do they know what to expect? Have you got positive history in the bank? It's worth making regular investments in that savings account. Repetition is an essential part of learning, and whether you realise it or not, they're learning from you every day. 
Familiarity breeds confidence, as well as that other thing. My reflection this morning, as I carried out my daily chores, was that I was missing an opportunity. If I became more intentional, could I build something positive with this repetition? Regular small steps to make progress. To be intentional, I would need to have a plan, a purpose, and some goals. Goals that were small, attainable, and part of growth or development in some way. Progress goes in a cycle, with reflecting, revising, and repeating. The more you do something, the better it gets. At least, it will get better if you are doing the reflect, revise, and repeat parts. Don't just get good at doing the wrong thing. It's your mindset that will make the most significant difference here. Taking that lifetime learner approach makes a big difference. It makes a difference to your situation as you learn. You can have a fixed or a flexible mindset. You never know what's coming next with alpacas, so a flexible and resilient approach will serve you well. Think about what you have and what you need, and then start creating that mindset for your future. Today is always a good day to start. I want to talk for a minute about the basics of mucking out. Yes, I know it sounds... Well, okay, it's a worked example. So, first point, wear gloves. Really important. It's mucky stuff. That's why it's called mucking out. Number two, always wear wellies. Don't think you can get away with it wearing trainers. You'll end up with damp, very smelly feet and trainers banned from the house. Here speaks the voice of experience. Thirdly, learn how to use a broom. No, 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 come on. Really, it's not that simple. I am being serious. Short, sharp pushes work best. Angle the broom head down and back slightly, depending on how much pushing power you need. Get to know your brush. Get to know your broom. Get one with enough thick, strong bristles. But not too many, too close, because otherwise it just clogs up. You can even search for sweeping techniques using your favourite search engine or YouTube. Or check out the two videos in the show notes. So where does that get us to? Let's have a think about some takeaways. First one, you're not on your own. Look for connections. Secondly, be intentional. Use daily chores as opportunities. Number three of the takeaways, keep learning. That's all for this episode. Thanks again for being here with me on the Alpaca Journey and hope to see you again soon. If you like it, share it and subscribe, rate and review. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.